0: Welcome to the On Target Living Podcast, a place where health and performance meet. I
1: remember you saying, you know, what makes us unique is we really tap into that intrinsic motivation. We get people to want to take action. Here, your hosts and father-daughter duo, Chris Johnson and Kristen Brogan, team up to simplify health, transform lifestyles, and inspire you to be your best. Welcome back. We've been uh, absent for the last couple weeks, and I finally had an opportunity to track down my father, Chris Johnson, and I wanted to discuss internal motivation. This is what we call drive. So, today's episode is really about how do you get people motivated? What is motivation, and what's the most powerful form of motivation? As we go today, I want you to think about how do you fuel. Motivation. How do you fuel people to be driven? How do you teach people to be driven? And why should you always strive for this in your organization, in your life, with your friends, your family, and most importantly, yourself? So we have this performance outcome we call drive. Focus energy drive are the performance outcomes we teach or we really instill in people. And the third one is drive. This is what propels us to take action. Um, and I consider drive the attribute as, as if, if I were watching you in a hidden camera, would you put in the same effort? Would you do it in the same quality? And would you take any shortcuts? That's what really drive's all about, that internal motivation to do something. And so as we go, we're going to talk about what is motivation. You have external and internal and I want to really spend a lot of time on internal because external is where most of us are are triggered or motivated. So welcome in, Chris Johnson. What do you want us to really dive into today?
0: Well, I think the big one is, you know, one of the things we do a lot of uh, trying to train or educate our clients or customers or organizations is, you know, you just said it. How do you take action? You know, you, everybody has the information. But as we all know, it's not what you know, but it's really what you do. And I look back in my career and in the personal training arena, when we first got going, it was all about information. And then we realized over time, you know, how do you create behavior change? How do you get them to take action? Because just information alone is is necessary, but many times it's not the driving force to get people to take action. So that's a big one for, I think, anybody to be successful in any aspect of their life is really finding the internal motivator, like you said, if, you know, when nobody's looking, what are you doing? You know, if you think about working out or eating or, you know, in your business, your life is, it's, it's, it's that motivator. And that's, that's the key in, in, in every aspect of life is how do you get people to take action?
1: I remember listening to, uh, explain to a client, you know, what makes us different or unique? And they wanted to launch this incentive program for other people. And I remember you saying, you know, what makes us unique is we really tap into that intrinsic motivation. We get people to want to take action, want to make the baby steps, want to eat a certain way or exercise. Elaborate on that a little bit more.
0: Well, I think there's a lot of, you know, when you're out there speaking to crowds, I think one of the things we feel like we're, we're trying to do a pretty good job of and we can continue to strive to get better is inspiring people to really look deep in their lives and really what do they want. And you give them that want, you give them that desire, and then you give them a roadmap saying, okay, here's the deal. I'm gonna make this so simple for you, a couple of baby steps. And along the way, to help you drive these habits and, and move you along the the dial, you gotta have a purpose, you gotta have a why, you gotta have a reason. And so that's really where I, I think that we're we're trying to do a pretty good job of, we're trying to improve that. But I think over the years we've 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 honed that in, and I think that's what people uh, they, they could come away with going, gosh, you know, I can do that. I'm inspired to do that. And then if you make it relatively easy for them to build a habit, I think that's where it begins. But that that motivator that keeps them going, that's their purpose. That's their why.
1: And so, you know, what triggered us to really have this conversation, we both listened to a um, interesting podcast on sugar. And uh, we see this every day in our business and, and sugar's the big bad wolf right now. And in the health aspect. And I, what really stood out to us is everybody's concerned about sugar from an environmental standpoint. You know, how do we change the environment? How do we get better products? How do we ban the production of, of sugar and the use and consumption of sugar? And so that's what we really thought was just a, a, a trigger point for this conversation. And the question that we want to really answer is how do you get people? To eat less processed sugar, that's the real question. It's not about how do you have less access to it. I mean, that's a that's a can be important. That can be helpful. That's the environment again. But um, that's what we wanted to talk about. How do you get people to consume less processed sugar? And right now, I believe there's a lot of a lot of information around sugar, not a lot of education. What's the education that you
0: see missing around sugar? Well, again, back to your very beginning about the sugar thing, one of the things that triggered us listening to this podcast is that, you know, it's great information, it's great stuff, but it's not really going to work. And so when you think about whether it's sugar or anything else, you got to start with some really quality education and help people understand. Because if you ask most people what sugar is, they don't really know. Sugar is a carbohydrate. The longer the sugar chain, the more whole it is. So, again, we talk about the source, where does it come from? And the more processed it is, the shorter the sugar chain. So it gets in the body very quickly. It stimulates your insulin levels. Uh, the next thing you know, you won't, you can't control your hunger. Um, and then it can lead to all sorts of unhealthy uh, problems in, in the body itself. So when we think about sugar itself, we, we kind of came up with like, okay, everybody throws sugar in. And, you know, eating an apple, eating a banana, a, a real local honey, um, maple syrup. I mean, all of these things can be very beneficial to the human body. But we kind of throw it all together, and I think that's where we wanted to start with this podcast is number one, educate people about really what it is, and number two, how do you get people to motivate because you can't keep taxing people or you know telling them they can't have this because they're going to find ways to get it, and we, we all know that it's been happening in everything we've done in our in our lives, whether it's from alcohol to you know tobacco or to whatever. it's just It's, it's not going to shut down, it has to come from an internal driver. So, first education
1: piece, sugar is a carbohydrate. That's one of the missing elements of education. There's a lot of information. It creates inflammation. It's bad for your gut. Uh, It's bad for your brain. And so, the first thing is people don't understand what is sugar. So, maybe they're using
0: sugar as the wrong word. They're using sugar as the wrong word. So, all sugar is not created equal. It's not created equal. So, again, the more whole, you know, there's reasons for sugar in food. Sugar has been around forever. But there's reason, you know, carbohydrates, certain carbohydrates have more sugar than than others. So, for example, a sweet potato is sweet. It has more sugar in it, but it's very healthy for you. You know, a banana or an apple or a raisin or, these all have sugar in them, but that's not really what's causing the problem in the United States is eating more whole food or more whole fruit. It's the when we figured out how to process it, that was the big problem. Didn't
1: we do the same thing with uh, fats
0: 20 years ago? Yeah. I mean, in the 80s, we're thinking about, okay, everything is a, you know low-fat, high-carb. You know, snack wall cookies, the list goes on. Because they're saying all fats bad. All fats bad. Now we know that saturated fats are actually healthy for you. In, in the, the, Again, back to the quality. So there's types and quality. Types and quality. So that's where I think the beginning of the motivation begins with people have to be educated on understanding what they're trying to do, and that's where I think the whole sugar podcast missed the target, is that you know they're not really educating people about sugar. Now, yeah, we figured out how to process sugar; it's very sweet, gets people to overeat, it's super inexpensive, and it's preservative. So no wonder all these food manufacturers are using sugar. But in reality, if you're eating sugar from a whole whole source or natural form, I mean, we know this. If we give everybody sugar cane and a machete. After about a few minutes, they've had enough. They're not going to overdo it.
1: So so, all right. There's three macronutrients. You got the carbohydrates, the fat. Now, the, in twenty years ago they were saying fats are all bad. Now they're saying fats are good, but it still depends on the quality and the type. Let's use the third the third wheel of proteins. Proteins are kind of always like, oh, you need more proteins. Proteins are good. So instead of saying all proteins are bad, let's talk about some proteins most people don't think about that um, are not good for you.
0: Whether you put carbohydrates or fats or proteins, you can just always go to, back to the source. And now we've said, you never hear anybody say, hey, I need to put more carbohydrates in my smoothie. It's more protein. I need to add more protein to this. More pro- Where's my protein? The protein bar. Now we're getting all this processed proteins coming in because the cheaper it is. But people don't understand that. It's protein. So if you're looking at processed whey protein, it's going to be GMO. It's going to be very processed, very tough on the on the kidneys. It's probably not a great great protein. So the list goes on and on about proteins. Is it very similar to carbs and fats that there's the healthier versions and then there's unhealthy? You know, beef jerky. I mean, we're seeing jerky now. Yeah, you could get better jerky, but most people don't even care what it is as long as it has high protein. You know, we're seeing these in these these drinks. Zero grams of carbohydrates and 33 grams of protein. Well, you know that quality protein in that, that drink is not going to be good. So that's where we're missing the boat. So this conversation is about
1: motivation. Let's back, back up because as we've gone down this track of talking about sugar, we're using this as a point. The point is you don't get people to take action by just giving them information. Right now there's way too much information around sugar. There's way too much buzz around sugar. but There's not a lot of education. So step one is we need to educate. Number two is starting to think, how do you actually get people to change their behavior? And that's a million-dollar question or maybe a billion-dollar question. And in our opinion, the way that you get people to take any action is to change their thought process, their thinking, their behaviors from an external, extrinsic, to an intrinsic motivator and internal motivator. So as we've moved off this topic of, of sugar, we wanted to use that. Sugar is not the big bad wolf. It's the type of sugar, it's the process of sugar, and it's the quality of sugar. And so if you have to come back to the education, you get educated now, and people are going to consume the right types of sugar because of the education. That's step one. What's step two from a internal motivation standpoint? How do you motivate people to make a better decision?
0: I truly believe is you have to start going deeper and that depth is your purpose, your why. And again, sometimes that's going to be outside of you and we talk a lot about that anytime your purpose or your why gets outside of you, it's a big driver. I mean, maybe you want to be healthier for your family or in your organization you want to have, you know, better focus or better energy to perform at a higher level. So, and then it could be internally so what, what drives you internally? Maybe you want to, you know, whatever it might be, maybe you want to get off one of your prescription medications. But I think that's the big one. The second piece is once you figure out, kind of digging deep. And a lot of times people don't spend the time or the, the energy to step back in their life and really think, what is really important in my life? And that's hard to get people to do that. Then from there, you, you teach them a roadmap or a process, and then you help them chunk it. You know, do one step at a time. How do you build that? And then over time, it's not so overwhelming to them. You know, one of the things I used to take people to the gym, I'm not going to train you three times a week. I'm not going to train you once a week. I'm going to train you once a month. But I'm going to teach you how to enjoy your workout, how to enjoy what you eat. And then you keep digging. And then now we're motivated because we like it, because we're, you know, we like, not only we like the process, but we like the outcome. And I think that's the big challenge is how do you get people to enjoy Truly enjoy, and that's the intrinsic. You're playing music because you love it, not because you're going to make money doing it. Mark here with On Target Living Essentials. We're proud to present our brand new On Target Living coconut oil. It's organic, it's cold pressed, it's the best of the best coconut oil on the market. If you're looking for a healthy replacement for butter, look no further. Coconut oil is a healthy saturated fat. Extremely beneficial for boosting metabolism, soothing the gut, and improving digestion. Get your bottle today at shop.ontargetliving.com. Yeah, why do you take care of your yard? Why do you take care of your yard? Why do I like to work in my yard? Because I love, I like actually the process of it. And I like the outcome of it. I, I used to have a, a friend of mine, one of my clients. If I gave him a pill to get in great shape, would he take it? And he said, absolutely not. The sweet spot of this whole thing is the is the journey. It's experimenting. It's the feeling of the body. It's all that stuff. But again, not killing yourself. I was working with a guy the other day, and he was felt like he had to keep his heart rate in a certain range, and he hated it. So you know, how long can that motivation stay? It can't stay long because. You know, they're not enjoying the process. So I think the big one when you're looking at this is how do you find their purpose? How do you build habits? And how do you f- have them figure out how to enjoy it? You know, we do the same thing with when we talk about food and cooking.
1: So before we uh, started recording, we were talking about the, the hard part about motivation sometimes is the, the farther out it is, the farther out the outcome is. You know, whether you're 20, 25, 30, and you're thinking about the future of your health, or investing and saving. Why is this so hard from a motivation standpoint?
0: Because it's a ways away. It's not, I mean, we love instant gratification. So I think there's got to be a little bit of that. You know, if you just told people that you're going to lift weights or strength training, and you're going to have this great health and this and that, it's not going to work. You got to actually enjoy the process of working out. I mean, you don't have to love it all the time. You actually, you know, I get used to get my clients and like, I want you to feel this. I want you to feel, how, you know, because when people really start using their body and start kind of, they're like, wow, this feels actually feels good. And I think that's the challenge out there is that it, the farther it is out there, it's just, it's tougher. You know, we all know we need to be saving for that rainy day. But if you looked at our financial world, you know, maybe there's 25% of the, the boomers have enough money to retire on. Well, we know it. It's coming. But, you know, why don't we do it? we well, I'd rather have that big screen TV or I'd like to have that boat. So I, it's the same thing when it comes to your health and your organization. The farther it is away, the more challenging it is. And so go back to the initial is you got to have the internal motivation. It's got to be something you actually enjoy.
1: So we were working with a group recently and the average age was really young. And, and, and we all felt like that was the challenge with the group was to really, how do you motivate them to take action of their health at 25 when they may not have any instant issues right now to to deal with? How do you prevent issues in the next 20 years from a motivation standpoint?
0: Well, I missed the mark on that crowd, that's for sure. I started talking about uh, aging and the aging gap, but I think it really has to come down to whether they're 25, you know, what, what they're doing at 25 is going to be, you know, they're going to see when they're 45, you know, what they're doing at 45, they're going to see at 65, but many times that's still too far away. I mean, we've all seen that, uh, that people know it, but they, you know, it's not today that I'm going to start, I'm going to start that diet on Monday. We've all been there. I really get back to, I truly believe in my world over the years, that the people who have been most successful, more motivated, have really learned how to enjoy the process. And the process is going to get them to their outcome. I think everybody focuses on the outcome. I want to lose weight. No, let's focus on the process. And if you enjoy the process, you will get that outcome.
1: Now, when you say enjoyment, enjoyment doesn't always mean it's easy.
0: I think some of the greatest things that I've accomplished in my career you know and again I'm not not a whole lot but uh, are the things that are the hardest. We all know if it's if it's too easy, it's not that it's not a big deal. I mean that's why people get, get so excited when they graduate from college or you know they write a book or you know they learn how to play, play a piece of music that's really challenging or speak a, a foreign language or whatever it is it's it's going through that. That, that challenge, that, and that's that grit, that's that fortitude, and that's powerful. And it, to me, that really is, again, back to the enjoyment, but you're doing things because you're like, okay, I'm doing this because I'm not focused on just the outcome. I mean, I'm focused on the process. But I think sometimes the most challenging thing, we all had this in our life, that some of the most challenging times are probably the, some of the best things that we've ever done.
1: So if you ask the question, you know, the, the, Beginning question, why are we not as internally motivated as we should be? Is it because we have it pretty easy?
0: Well, I think so. We, we want to go to that shortcut, whether we want to have better energy. We don't want to put in the time to learn how to sleep better. And once people get a great night's sleep and they understand it, it's just it's priceless. But why would I want to do that when I can take a, a sleeping aid or you know I have, I have crummy energy? Well, we know how to build energy. It's an amazing resource for the body, but I'd rather just take, you know, an energy drink or whatever. So I think that's the shortcuts out there. But the shortcuts will never work. And the reason they don't work are we having
1: the shortcuts because it is so easy in general.
0: I mean, wouldn't you say we have it pretty easy? Absolutely, we have it very easy, and we have these things at our fingertips. I mean, people, you know, they'll just go, I mean, sometimes they want to make some more money, so they're going to go to the casino. Nothing wrong with going to the casino and have some fun, but there's, that's, to me, that's the shortcut, and that's the, you know, that's not what's going to really get people motivated long term, but it is, I think it's too easy.
1: So, it, when we've traveled um, to go to other countries, and, you know, other countries, I think it depends where you go, and the the resources people have. But when we went to Mexico, wouldn't you say that those folks had um, more internal motivation than any group you've ever worked with?
0: Yeah, because they... They they had the least amount of resources. Yeah, because they, they value things such a high level. You know, sometimes when we have scarcity in our world, it becomes even more precious. And I think sometimes when things are so easy for us, There's not a lot of value to that. Yeah, we're going
1: to live to 90, right? So why do I need to do anything now? You're going to live to 90 if you're under 65 right now. Good chance of that. But it comes down to what if? What if it could be better? What if it could be 120? What if it could be better quality? Or whatever the case is. I think when we have it so easy, you know, in 1900, we were living to average age of 47. In 2000, we were living to close to 80. You know, that's a huge stride in 100 years. But yet, what are we doing individually to really be our best? And you talked about the hierarchy of human needs. You know, the most powerful is the self-actualization.
0: You know, what does that mean to you? Well, I think everybody, I mean, that's what's the intriguing thing for many people when they play golf. It's that, you know, what's possible. And, you you know, for many people, they can always hit that shot, but it's kind of eluding I had a friend of mine, I was just talking this last week, he took this trip to California and he was doing this Navy SEAL type training, he had to pay $2,000 and it was 50 consecutive hours of absolutely killing yourself. And um, he ended up having to stop after 35 straight hours because of his knee, but I was talking to him on the phone and I said, would you do that again? he goes, was probably one of the best experiences I've ever had in my life. Why would this be so intriguing for this guy? That for 35 straight hours, cold in the water, you know, all this physical activity, all this mental abuse, because it is, it's, it's challenging you to the next level. And I think that's what more and more people, when they get motivated, you know, what is possible. And I think when we strive to go to another level, that's priceless, and you can't put a dollar amount on it, it's, it's, and it's not a shortcut. You never can have a shortcut. When people get in great shape, people ask me all the time, why do you compete in bodybuilding contests? You know, I've been competed over 10 bodybuilding contests. I it for one reason and one reason only, because it challenges me. It's very difficult, but at the end of the day, it's very um, gratifying that I can actually, it's a competition between me and me only. And I think that's one of the things I learned a long time ago. It's not because you're getting up on stage in a bikini. That's not exactly it at all. It's the... Or winning a sword. And winning a sword. Yeah, i got a few swords. But, you know, the bottom line is, is it's what it does for me. And it challenges me and puts and see what's possible. Why, and like you said, why not?
1: So, so from an organization standpoint, when we're trying to get organizations to have more drive and really fuel their uh, organization by how they take care of their health, it really gets down to you don't always want to just do what's the easy solution. You know, it's easy to have a incentive program to get people to join a gym and do this kind of stuff and throw more money at it. You know, in in Daniel Pink's book, he talks about the difference between um, money and autonomy. And uh, after a certain point, money really isn't that big of a driver. It's the flexibility autonomy that gets people to have that internal motivation to do the right thing. So as you, as we were seeing in organizations, sometimes they're looking for kind of that non-conflict, easy solution that doesn't ruffle any feathers. And uh, what we've seen over the course of the last ten years, it's the organizations that are willing to do the right thing to to be their best. And so, uh, kind of touch on that. What? What have you seen in an organization where um, they're worried about the, I I don't know, kind of the emotions of the people versus what will make the people the the best? Because they're scared of making it harder.
0: Yeah, I think many times they have the checkbox. Hey, I have this program, I have this wellness program, and, you know, we have this. We we have these tools available for people if they wish to, you know, go down that path. But we've known over the year many years, that that's not going to work. You're not going to just put them out there. Number one, you got to you got to engage them, and then you got to really get interested in you know what drives them. And the second thing is you can't be afraid that it's going to be so easy for them. You know, you got to put it out there that hey, this is going to this is something we want to do in our organization to make the entire organization better. You know, if you're we were talking about this the other day, if you're getting ready for an NBA basketball game in the playoffs. You're not going to have crummy sleep the night before. You're not going to have... And it's the same thing when we go to work for our organization is like, why wouldn't we want to perform at a high level? And it's again, we don't have to be you know, super strict about this, but just changing the mindset on performance in any organization is going to take some time and it's not going to be easy. And that's what we've seen over the years that some of the organizations that are doing this, the outcomes are just going crazy. Because it is that, that extra fuel, that's that competitive advantage we're seeing. and
1: don't we get the same response from the actual people? As they say this is the best thing that my organization's ever done, but in the, in the front you know end, they're thinking that this is going to be the toughest thing and something that could backfire on them.
0: Ch- well, challenge is always fearful. Yeah, they're not—they're not quite sure other people are going to take it. Well, you don't think that same way when you're rolling out a new sales plan or a new marketing plan or branding or whatever. You you have a you have a strategy, and then the strategy you build it, and believe it or not, it's like you know, you know, raising your kids. When you create that structure and that doable outline. They might not like it at the very beginning, but they're going to like the outcome as time goes on. And then you help them enjoy the process along the way, and now you've got an organization that's moving in a great direction.
1: So today we talked about what's the difference between the types of motivation. External motivation can be very powerful. We've all had the external motivation, whether it's a movie, whether it's some type of reward, uh, somebody in our life. And those will always be out there, but I believe we're spending too much time looking at how do we change the policy? How do we change the environment? How do we uh, regulate and do this? And the only thing that's gonna get us to a better outcome is to start teaching people how to have that internal motivation. So I wanna end with this. We talk so much about the why. Could be your family, could be the past, could be the future could be anything and everything and that's your purpose. That's what gets you really to, you know to take that action. But today I want you to ask yourself why not? Why not be my best? Why not feel my best? Why not do the right thing over and over again because the outcome will always be better. That's that process we talk about. So today I want you to think about why not and really start to fuel your internal motivation.